Welcome to today's podcast with Crosspoint Church, where we share the gospel and we share our lives. With so many fun and new exciting things going on at church, we want you to be in the loop. So make sure that you check out our Facebook page and that you check out our website at www.crosspointwaverly.com. And now for today's message. Good evening. Welcome to our Good Friday service. We are so glad that you have joined us here this evening. I want to first off welcome the kids in the room. Kids, are you in the room right now? Welcome. We are thrilled that you are here. Parents, we are glad that they are in here, a part of this and joining with us. And so it's okay if they get a little restless. And so you can relax. It won't bother me. We're going to have a good time just remembering what Jesus did for us. As we get ready for Easter this coming Sunday, I just want to remind you, on the seats, there are some invite cards. I encourage you in the next days to go and invite someone if you haven't yet. Go on Facebook, share on there as well. We want to make sure that everybody within 5,000 people get invited. It'd be great if we invited even more than 5,000. We want to see people come to know Jesus, to experience his love, mercy, and grace upon their lives. And so make sure to get out and invite people. So, kids, we're glad you're here. Let's dive in. As we reflect on what Jesus did for us, let's be reminded who Jesus is. Jesus is the Son of God, but he was also human. He was man. Now, Jesus experienced physical pain. He experienced emotional pain. He experienced disappointment. He woke up tired. He woke up hungry. Did anybody ever wake up tired and hungry before? All right. He, had, he dealt with all those different things, the things we feel he felt, but I believe he experienced physical pain that we'll never experience. He also dealt with emotional pain. One of his closest friends would betray him for money, for security and earthly desires. Jesus experienced all these things in human form. If you've ever been betrayed, you can relate to those emotions, but not even to probably to this level. We're going to dive into Matthew chapter 26, verse 47, if you want to open your Bibles there. Otherwise, they'll be on the screen as well. Again, it's Matthew 26, 47. Let's read. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man, arrest him. Go at once to Jesus. Judas said, greetings, rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached out his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him. For all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father who at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled? That say it must happen this way. In, the hour, in that hour, Jesus said to the cross, or said to the crowd, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat at the temple courts teaching, and you did not arrest me. 
But this is all taking place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled, that all the disciples deserted him and fled. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you for your word. God, I pray as we stop and reflect what you did for us, that we not take it for granted. May we not take it lightly, but truly remember the sacrifice that you made for us. God, speak through me tonight, Lord. We give this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus is betrayed by his closest friend. He knows what this moment leads to. He knows what this moment leads to. I want to look back at verse 50 of what we just read. This shows Jesus' response to when Judas showed up. Jesus replied, do what you came for, friend. Do what you came for, friend. Jesus' response to Judas indicated that he still loved him. For Jesus addressed him as friend. In the Greek words for that, different definitions would come up as companion or an associate or comrade. When Jesus was there and Judas betrayed him, he referred to him as friend. Jesus knew why Judas was there. Even as he's being betrayed by his friend Judas, he still refers to him as friend. How many of us, when we have been betrayed, are able to respond like this? Are we able to respond like this? Now, I'm going to share an analogy with you where I felt betrayed. Now, it's a little bit exaggerate, but it's to do with football. I'm a huge Packer fan. Any Packer fans in the house? Okay. Any non-Packer fans in the house? I had a feeling that was coming. (laughs) So 15 years ago in July, I married my beautiful wife. 2008 was an amazing year, but that wasn't the only thing that was taking place. When we got married, all of a sudden the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers looked like there could be a change taking place. Now, I was a passionate fan, and Lindsay constantly reminds me that when we were on our honeymoon, I would stand in line with people, engage in conversations about Brett Favre, with anybody who would talk to me. And so one time I was talking to this dad who had kids with him, and I'm engaging. Apparently, it was about an hour-long conversation, and Lindsay was stuck just lit, or, um, with the kids and entertaining the guy's kids the whole time. And so I was very passionate to say as a Packer fan, my childhood quarterback that I grew up watching. And so I'll be honest, I didn't handle it well. I was young and a passionate football fan. Now, when Favre left the Packers, I no longer was going to cheer for him. I cut him off. I was done with him. Now, then, if you remember, when he went to the Vikings, that was a whole new level of emotion. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. I remember actually being very passionate about this. I remember my old pastor in Des Moines actually saying to me, he says, it sounds like you need to forgive him. (laughs) So this is what I said to him. I said, I will forgive him when he comes back. Now listen to this, when I look back and think about how much I cared, it was ridiculous, okay? It's a sport analogy, but here's the thing. I think this is natural human response when someone betrays us. And Jesus' response was friend. I've heard many times the phrase, they have wronged me, and now they are dead to me. Jesus continued to model how we should live our lives. Jesus had already forgiven Judas, and he was still his friend. Jesus didn't wait for him to ask for forgiveness. 
to be his friend again. He always, was always his friend even while he was sinning. And Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this way. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Then Luke 23, 34, this, says, this is what it says. Jesus is on the cross, so let's be reminded of this. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. How incredible the love that Jesus has for us. Jesus still considers us his friend when we've turned our back on him. When we have lied, when we have cheated, when we have whatever, fill in your blank. He was and still is your friend. Looking at Jesus' response here makes me want to be better. It makes me want to be more like him. It makes me want to be able to still call people who betray me my friend. People that hurt me, to be able to still call my friend. To love and actually care for him the way that Jesus does. People may let me down, but I still want to call him my friend. To love them the way Jesus does. This makes me want to love more like Jesus we're going to continue to go back into Matthew 26 and look at 50 through 54 here. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Do you think I cannot call on my father? And he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels. In this moment, Jesus, the Lord, immediately stops the violence and reprimands Peter, who we find in the book of John, referring to Peter as the one who cut off the ear, for his efforts. He did not need anyone's defense. Jesus didn't need anyone's defense, for he could have called, like he said, on his father, who could have sent the 12 legion angels to defend him. But here's the thing. This was not God's will for Jesus to be rescued. It was not God's will for Jesus to be rescued. Jesus' arrest occurred because he allowed it. This is God's will. Jesus even prayed about it. So let's go to Luke twenty-two forty-one, as Jesus, when he wrestled with it. He said he withdrew about a stone's throne beyond them. He knelt down and he prayed. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel for, from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and, he sweat, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Jesus already knew that this was God's will. He already prayed up for this moment. He was prayed up for this moment. When he was getting ready to be betrayed, he spent time in prayer. Jesus, still in this moment, had the power to send the angels. Jesus knew what he had to do. Jesus allowed this to happen. He could have chosen to walk away from this. But he didn't because of the love that he has for us. The love that he has for us. Have you ever walked away from anything challenging that God has asked you to do? 
Jesus had the same temptation to walk away in that moment. He was human. Jesus knew the pain he was going to endure at this time. I believe, though, this is why Jesus, so many times we see him go into a solitary place to pray. It was in preparation for this moment. It was in preparation for this moment. How much more do we need to spend time in prayer to be ready for our moments to not walk away when God has called us? I want to be prayed up, and I want to live in God's will for my life. And I hope that's for you as well, that we're prayed up and that we'll live our lives in God's will. I want to look now at Luke 23, 44 through 49. That's what it says. It was about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until uh, 3 in the afternoon. For the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, they beat their breast and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him in Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. As we look at this scripture, I want to look back at verse 45. So this where the sun stopped shining and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Now the curtain of the temple, the curtain between the holy place and the most holy place is tearing symbolized Christ opening the way directly to our heavenly father. So as we talk about the temple, there's three parts. There's the courts, that's for all the people. The holy place, that's where only priests could enter. The most holy place is where the high priest alone could enter, enter once a year to atone for the sins of all people. At Christ's death, the barrier between God and man was no more. It was split into two. Now all people can approach God directly through Jesus Christ. The barrier was no more. We can approach God directly through Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 10, 19 through 22, it says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain. Through the curtain. That is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, with a full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. The way into God's sanctuary, to his presence, to the people under the former covenant was because of the, the only way was by, because the blood of animal sacrifices could completely atone for their sins. It was only for a select few. Now, however, believers can come to the throne of grace since the perfect sacrifice was made through Jesus, atoning for sin at once for all. 
There's no more barrier between us and God. Before this, there was this barrier. It's gone. Are you taking advantage of what Jesus did for you? Are you taking it for granted? May we humble ourselves and be reminded of what he did for us. To not take it for granted as we go about our weekend, to be reminded of what Jesus did, that we have a connection to our Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ. We need to be reminded of how it used to be, though. We have the new covenant. We can be in relationship with our Heavenly Father. Now, when taking communion, we refer to the new covenant. This is what we're referring to. It's a reminder that the old covenant is gone and the new is here. That we can enter the holy place. It is for all of us. It is for all of us. The barrier is gone. And Jesus came for you. If everybody could bow your heads and close your eyes. We all need Jesus. There's not one person in this room that doesn't need Jesus. We all need him. The question I have for you is have you accepted Jesus? Have you repented your sins to him? Jesus came so that we can be in relationship with our Heavenly Father. You don't have to go to a high priest. You can go directly to him through Jesus. Some of you in this room may feel like Judas the betrayer. You may feel like you betrayed him. Jesus was and still is your friend right now. He has already forgiven you, but you still need to ask Jesus, Lord of your life, and to forgive you of your sins. Now, if you want to ask Jesus to become Lord of your life and for the forgiveness of your sins, or if you want to rededicate your life to him, right now, just raise your hand and say, that's me. Just raise your hand. I see those hands. Praise God. Praise God. Please stand. If you raised your hand, we're going to ask you to say a prayer together with us. All you have to do is just repeat these words after me and just mean it with your whole heart. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I messed up. This morning I ask for your forgiveness. Come give me a fresh start. Be my king. Be my savior. Take over every area. Take over every aspect. Help me from this day forward to live for you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give God praise. If you made that decision tonight,
to ask Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life and for the forgiveness of your sins, or if you rededicated your life to him, I encourage you to text this number on the screen, 319-250-8998. And it's 319-250-8998. Or reach out to us and let us know the decision that you've made. We want to come alongside you so you don't have to do this life alone. Do it in community. Do it with other people. After this next song, we're going to partake in communion. So if any reason you didn't receive communion elements when you came out, came in, please just raise your hand and one of the hosts will bring some communion cups to you. Also want to let you know that you don't have to be a member of Cross Point Church. We just ask that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so again, if you're needing communion elements right now, please just raise your hand and one of the hosts will come to you. Now I encourage you during this next song, stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus Christ. Where are you with him right now? Are you prayed up? Are you ready to go? There's some areas in your life maybe where you need to forgive some people. I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna, we're gonna spend some time in worship and then we're gonna take communion together. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for what you did for us. God, I pray that we never take it for granted. God, that we can have direct access to you because you sent your son for us to pay the price that we so deserve. God, I pray for the people in this room that are hurting, that are struggling. I pray that you just strengthen them, Lord, to know that they are loved and that you see them. God, I pray that we be bold these next couple days to invite the people that you have laid on our hearts. God, that we go and we step out in faith to make the ask to invite them, Lord, this coming Sunday. God, we give this Sunday to you, Lord, and we look forward to celebrating you being risen, Lord. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this message was inspiring and encouraging. For more information about this message or about all things Crosspoint, check out our Facebook and head to our website at www.crosspointwaverly.com.